accessing library computer data. Out there, there are no saints. Just people. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Continuing our run through of Star Trek Deep Space Nine right now, we're up to the episode called After Image, without a space in between after and image. It is the third episode of the seventh season, aired on the 14th of October, 1998. This episode was written by Rene Echevarria, directed by Les Landau. In this one, Esri, Dask, Esri Dax has trouble adjusting with the rest of the crew, and Garrick inexplicably collapses. We're joined by Clay. Clay, how are you? I believe it's pronounced Afterimage. Oh yeah, I'm not getting I'm not, I'm not getting the reference, but I like the cut yeah, of your jib. I, no, I believe it's I believe it's uh, French for uh, being confused when you're the spirit of your wife is in a different body. Oh sure, understandable. That's something I've yeah, blocked. It was out a whole it was a whole genre of literature in the 18th century <laughs> in France. They went through. That. I would. I. I do. I do really enjoy that. That Quark has basically turned into Matthew McConaughey from Dazed and Confused in this episode, where he's like, "Well, I keep getting older, and Dax just gets keeps getting younger and hotter." You know, Quark was interesting to me because I feel like Quark, even though he seems to be acting very quirky, is actually the most sympath, like the most um, genial person of all of them because he's like, "Hey." It's he, he's so accepting of the situation, you know what I mean? Like it, it seems, yeah. it, it fits his character to be that way because he's just kind of like sleezing after the new decks. But it seems like he's also the most mature out of everybody here who's handling mm-hmm, this the mm-hmm. best, and that's kind of an interesting uh, little shift up for me. But we're here to talk about Ezri Dax. The episode seems to take place right after the second episode, Shadows and Symbols. It's like the day after, I think. So we're going to deal with all the stuff that we thought was not dealt with at the end of that episode, and we're going to do it right now. So we're going to take a break. I'm going to play an audio clip. Me and Claire are going to come back when we're going to break down after image. It's funny. Before yesterday, I'd never set foot on this station, but it's as familiar to me as the back of my hand. Isn't that odd? You have no idea who I am, do you? I didn't think so. Thanks for listening, anyway. I had kind of a strange reaction to this one. Um, I didn't like it at all at these. <coughs> excuse me, at the start. Mm-hmm. As it started moving along, I liked it a little bit more, and I thought that maybe oh, this is going to go places. And then I slept on it, and I woke up, and I'm not sure I really am crazy about this episode. Um, mm-hmm. I feel it's. It, I feel it's really not to spoil anything, but it's really like the definition of a three to me in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that. If you if you just want to say what you thought about the episode in general, and then I, I want to get to the big question after that. So if you just want to give your sort of breakdown, and then we'll uh, move on to the bigger points. Um, the first thing that I thought was I I actually thought it was a better. Um, I I thought what they were doing here was what I felt like they should have done at the big the end of the last episode, where we were kind of uh, saying how it was strange that they just sort of breeze by. The fact that Dax is here, and they're like, "Well, here we go again." You know, th- this one, they're they're sitting with it a little bit more, and Worf is weird, and even she is weird towards Worf. Um, I I liked that stuff, but uh, it seemed like there was too much going on in this episode. Uh, specifically, the Garrick stuff felt like it should have been its own episode, and doing this Garrick storyline plus the uh, stuff with Ezri trying to deal with these other characters, plus the Worf stuff, um, and her trying to figure out whether or not she wants to leave. It just felt like a lot of stuff that could have been its own episode jammed into one episode. Um, and I wonder if they had more time, if they you know weren't being canceled, uh, <laughs> they would have let it breathe a little bit more. I don't mean that to be snarky. I mean you just you, if you know if you know you've only got twenty six episodes left. Yeah, how much gotta time get, do you want to do? You gotta to get this? the stuff. Um I don't know if necessarily they needed to do uh Garrick feels uh claustrophobic because of he's letting the Cardassians die or something in this episode. It seemed like it was too like that was interesting when they got to it, 
but it just seemed like too much and it I, wrapped up so fast. I actually don't like the Garrick storyline. Um I don't believe that Garrick would break down like this. I don't think. Yeah. Like I, I, I sort of understand it on a technical level of like, oh, maybe it kind of makes sense, but everything I know about Garrick, he's he's basically been trained to be a super spy. And mm-hmm. he's done bad things through it. And I understand that he now feels extra bad because he's doing it to his own people and he feels like he's betraying them on, on some level. But mm-hmm. I still feel that a spy of his like CIA obsidian order wouldn't crack like this. He wouldn't just like fall apart completely in the sure. way that he does here. And I feel like it's too quick. It's too much. And I don't really believe it's true to the Garrick character. The only moment I like of his storyline is when he, he, he gets harsh in a way with Esri when he's saying like, don't talk to me when you can't even handle your own problems. Um, yeah. And I like that. know who you are. Yeah. I like that turn from Garrick. I feel like Garrick should do that more often. He should expose this sort of like dark core that he has at his center. Yeah. And I like that moment, but I don't like the setup, and I don't buy that he would crack under pressure like this. Yeah, I think it's an inter- interesting idea um, that that he might have this sort of reaction. But yeah, I, I it didn't really the setup. I didn't find that interesting, and and the way it shook out wasn't really that interesting. I I you know it, it seemed like uh, you do you remember in Groundhog Day at the end of Groundhog Day where, uh, uh, you know, she finally comes in to see Bill Murray's character in the, the way he's turned everything around. And it's just like a parade of people coming over to him and thanking him from all the things that they did for him. Mm-hmm. It felt kind of like that where it was like, they kind of wrap things up. And then that last scene, it's like, Oh, Garrick is thanking her for this. And then Quark is like doing this. And it, and it just, it seemed like so much stuff happening that, that was just sort of <laughs> resolved very quickly. Um, where the story is isn't about isn't necessarily about her solving all this stuff it's about her coming to terms with the wharf stuff and the fact that she wants to be here and and uh um i yeah i i just don't know i think the the approach was a little bit off on this one cuz it's very light too not that it shouldn't be I and mean, it doesn't have to be like you know grim dark or anything but yeah yeah i don't know the tone was kind of all over the place um there were a few scenes that I liked. I liked the, but they still even didn't really get to the heart of what I thought they should have gone for or could have been going for. Like the scene with Worf and her where Worf is like, you know, I recognize that you are not my wife and blah, you know, that kind of, that scene was pretty good, but I feel like there, there's more meat there that they didn't explore because they were doing so much other stuff. Yes. Like, like I think that uh just having an episode and maybe it's not this episode it probably shouldn't be this episode cuz you know you're kind of setting stuff up here um but the idea that Bashir is apparently totally in to try and get with Ezri and like the I just the 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 concept of like it's almost it's almost like if you if you're if your wife uh uh like a movie where you you think your wife is dead, but then she shows up and she has uh, um, amnesia, amnesia yeah. and falls in love with your best friend, except she doesn't have amnesia in this situation. Mm-hmm. She's just... Has a free card to just, swing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a really interesting and unique concept. And the whole time I'm thinking like, man, he has got some balls on him to do this. Bashir. Because, you know... It, yeah, Bashir has has balls to 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 go for this. I know he was in love with Dax or whatever, and especially Dax on the other end being like, "By the way, if Worf didn't marry her, I would have been with you." It's yeah, like, that's, that's I know. Wait, fucked up. Well, that, that's the. So I, I guess a good place to start here before we go into that because I really like the. Um, I wish the episode was just the Worf and Dax. I hope everyone is enjoying that this is just like a little bit of Star Trek in between coughs <laughs> in between for an hour. Cough-a-palooza. Apologize, we're both still... It's just uh, going to get worse the more into the winter we get, so buckle in. We're we're both pretty sick still. I, I, I would have wanted this to be a Worf and Dax episode, I think. Yeah. Um, I'd agree mm-hmm. with you that it's too cluttered. I would have cut out the, the Garrick thing completely uh, for reasons mm-hmm. that I think we'll get to eventually, not just beyond the fact that I don't buy it for Garrick, but the um the one thing I'll say that's good about Ezri is that Ezri's setup showed to me what the problem with Jedzia Dax's introduction at the start of the series was, which is that they 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 thought that Jedzia Dax simply being a trill was a good enough character setup for her. Yeah. 
And it's not. What you need is something like Esri has, which is that she's not prepared for this joining process, so she's confused by it. Yep. And that adds something to her character, where the Jadzia Dax thing played the early seasons basically is kind of like, isn't it novel that this is what I am? Like, isn't this kind mm-hmm. of a, a unique thing? But Esri actually has to struggle through it. And I think that her conversation with Bashir is a byproduct of that because of now with all these experiences that she's had, she's confused about what she's supposed to say to people in situations because she, ha- she hasn't gone through the trill training or whatever to get to get ready mm-hmm. for this. And I think that's really good. And I think that that's an important part of the way that they should have set up Dax all the way from the beginning. And I like that they do it with her here. I think I think fundamentally, this comes back to a problem that I still had with Jadzia, which is that it is extremely unclear to me, and I know people don't like it that I complain about this all the time because they think it's obvious, but it's extremely unclear to me what the relationship between the symbionts and the host is in a trip. Oh, yeah, 100%. No, I'm thinking the same thing. I mean, I've been thinking that since day one. But I, I think like people want to say that they're a melding of the personalities, but... You have these weird situations where in the the previous episode, she goes, Benjamin, it's me, Dax, right? Yeah. In this episode, she refers to what is this symbiont doing inside of me, which mm-hmm. is completely opposite of what, why would you introduce yourself as Dax and then refer to the symbiont as this like thing that's just kind of stuck inside yeah. of you? So because you don't understand what the relationship is in a trill mind, you have a hard time understanding how she is reacting to the wharf situation. Because you don't know right. where she's coming from. You know where Worf is coming from, and I think that that's really interesting. But I don't think that they set up the trill effectively enough to really give you a good sense beyond the fact that this is a confused person who can kind of react in a lot of different ways depending on how they want to write the scene with her. Yep. And I don't mm-hmm. think that's very effective. I, I think you need a hard determination of whether or not Dax is the driver of the personality and whether Worf was in love with Dax instead of Jadzia. You know what I mean? Or right. or right. if he was in love with Jadzia and the Dax symbiont is now like, hey, listen, we have to move on. Yeah, I, I'm, I was... I'm. I've always been fascinated that the uh, the symbiote personality is essentially just as strong as the person's personality. That seems to the, be the argument that it's a perfect mix of the person yeah, and the, the and symbiote. I, I don't I don't know. It just I do feel that it makes it kind of complicated because I it makes it complicated because you don't know what this character is feeling at any given moment. And also that can be a, an interesting character trait, but they never really get into it. They they only kind of use it. They pick, they pick a side depending on what they need for the scene essentially. Yep. And uh, I'm, I've always been surprised that they haven't dialed that the symbiote wasn't more dialed back. So like what she was doing in this episode where it was like, um, Oh, she's standing on her head because that's what the gymnast did, or she's really space sick because of uh, this other personality or whatnot. She can't eat meats or something because one of them was vegan or something like that. She makes yeah. she makes some comments about that. Yeah, like that sort of fairly um, uh, uh, shit. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, abstract um, crossover. I think is is really interesting and great. But when you bring it to the point where it's like, I have all of the memories of these people, then I think it gets really, it gets really confusing. Right. Um, so if it was like, you know, if it was these things coming out through her where it's like, oh, well, you know, I have this, I have this memory of this, ex- this feeling that's not specific. I don't remember when, you, when, you, <laughs> you know, I don't remember how Worf, you and I, uh, went to that went to that certain planet that specific time and <laughs> did right. that very specific thing and had that very specific food. I can't remember that, but I do remember like a sense of love between us, like something you know, like something like that. That's a little bit more um, abstract and and creates at least a little more definition as to who's driving the ship here. You know? Right, but I get the impression that the symbiont is more in control of things than that because. No, it seems to be, yeah. Because I would agree with you, if if the sense was that it was like this vague, you have this sort of vague memory of these things, and you are a different person, and therefore you're not in love with someone like Worf, it doesn't come across that way, because the, the, symbiont, the symbiont should know that what it's doing to Worf is not fair to him. Right. That, that's my problem with this thing, and it's probably my problem with the whole episode, uh, I think, is because... 
if the Dax symbiont is controlling this, the Trill Society, and they mentioned in the episode, has these rules about how you can't continue past lives. You have to like start over again. Mm-hmm. And that seems, mm-hmm. that's like logical to me. That's, that makes a lot of sense. You can't just, uh, you can't have Worf's problem here, which is a previous host dies and then you come back and just sort of like fuck with their life <laughs> again. Yeah. If that's, if that's a rule, she 100% should not be on Deep Space Nine. Right. And that's like, the, Coming back to life and dating Bashir is is very much continuing her old life. <laughs> that, that's the problem, I think. And I, I would understand yeah. that if it's more the personality and she doesn't really understand it. However, I get the sense that because the memories are so strong and she refers to herself as Dax, then the symbiont is the thing that is sort of like at least 60% of control or whatever. My yeah. My idea for this would be, or the problem I had with it is, is it a smart idea to bring back Dax into this series? Um, I see a much improved episode if Dax only exists for these first three episodes or four, if you want to make this into a double parter, as you were saying, to expand it a little bit. And the mm-hmm. thing is, Dax leaves at the end because she's yeah. like, this is like the end. I can't continue on with this. I'm hurting Worf too much. It's not fair to him. The only reason I'm really sticking around is because Ben Sisko seems to want a friend to hang out with. Yes. And yeah, so yeah. if you... She got she got jumped. She... <laughs> They basically graduated her early from doctor school and jumped her from an ensign to a lieutenant just because Cisco was lonely. Yeah, he had, he had a good. He's like, well, she's been. What, around a, for what it. are you really going to learn in those last <laughs> last year and a half of of uh, counselor school? And she doesn't even seem to be a good counselor. But I, I think that that would be the more effective thing. Is if this is the yeah. true goodbye to Dax, and it's it's yes. this kind of mysterious thing about whether or not you're saying goodbye to Jadzia Dax or if this is a new person who kind of recognizes that they have to move on and the ship has sailed. But I, I mm-hmm. don't think that her sticking around really makes any sense on any level other than they're just replacing the cast member with a cast member who is easily replaceable at this point. Yeah. And yeah. that's... Landfill. Th- yeah, th- that's too bad, I think. I think it's more profound if Dax does not stick around. So I'm, I'm, and I feel that the the episode itself suffers from that tension where it's like she has to be there. So we're just going to kind of railroad her in, and I feel Worf gets the shit end of the stick, quite frankly, out of all this because it's it's horrifically unfair to do this to him. I think. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And it, I, I mean, <laughs> his reaction to Bashir yeah, is like, great, where he slams it. Like it's actually a nice episode for Worf because it kind of makes him look intimidating again. Yeah, yeah, which is neat. Yeah. Um, yeah, that scene was great where he's, where he's pushing, pushing him around and threatening Quark and stuff. And it's, it, he does have this great sort of, uh, I find the emotion of, of the situation, um, clearer and more interesting through Worf than I do through anybody else because Worf is, is exhibiting both at the same time. Don't touch my wife and my wife is dead. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's really interesting. And that's. That's why I wish they had given an entire episode to this, not only because it deserves it. I mean, you know, we talked about how shitty Dax's death was at the end of the last season. I mean, you you have an opportunity here to really, really get into that, and they're clearly not going to do that. Um, Unless, you know, I don't know, I mean, unless they come back to it. But it feels like it feels like this is the end of that story. It is. It it is more or less the end of the end of that kind of conflict for Worf. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 really interesting, and it, yeah, it's a hundred percent unfair. And the fact that there's not a scene, unless I'm forgetting it, there's not a scene with Cisco and Worf where Worf is like, "Dude, what the fuck?" No, there isn't. Um, that I feel like that scene would would be very ve- be- beneficial to the story uh, that they're doing here, because whether whether it's Worf coming into Cisco and saying, "You know, you can't do this to me. You're disrespecting Dax, and you're you're disrespecting me." Or the other way around, where Cisco comes to Worf and is like, "Listen, I understand what you're going through, uh, but you know, we're professional year old bros before hoes, I yep. guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and like, you know, you could have Worf blow up at him or something like that, and you know, really, really get to the, uh, you know, he, he, there's a little bit, there's a little bit of it where he, um, Someone says something about his wife, and then he's like, oh, about Jedzia, and he's like, no, Jedzia is dead, and she's been shuffled off to Klingon Valhalla, whatever it's called. I forget what it's called. Stovacor. Um, no, Stovacor. It sounds like a, sounds like a, uh, a drug. It's, 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 it does. It sounds like a nice hamburger helper mix, I think, too, sometimes. Yeah, you, you see that advertised in between CNN segments. Um, ask, your daughter, ask your doctor if Stovacor <laughs> is great for you. Um, 
but you know, you know, he says it very calmly. But to 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 have him really get into that, I think is is unfortunate that they they didn't have give him the opportunity or give the character the opportunity to really rip into this idea that you know how is how is he as a Klingon supposed to square this? You know, right? That he has uh, his his wife is dead, and as as far as his belief system goes, she has been ushered off into her you know rightful place and uh, next to the you know Odin or whatever. I've been watching a lot of Vikings lately, so it's coming through. Um, and then all of a sudden, she shows up again, and people are acting as though it's the same person to a certain extent, you know. Yes. And it's yeah. uh, the Klingon Klingon religion and uh, custom do not account for trills. No, they they certainly don't. And I I, I agree. I, and I think that, like the as you were saying, the 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 hard part is that they're treating her kind of the same way, but also taking off as if she's take, taking advantage of the fact that she's not the same. And Bashir is doing mm. that the most egregiously, I think. Um, and that that's, it's a tough position. I, I don't think that they, Star Trek seems to have a problem with death uh, or dealing with the ramifications of death. They do it poorly more often than they do it well. And I, I, I thought that Jadzia was a good chance to, handle that in a little bit of a yeah. better way. And I think that you're right that this is too rushed of a wrap up, like Worf giving the cheers at the end is kind of nice. But at the same time, you're like, you really should have stretched this out a little bit. Like this doesn't yeah. feel uh, true to form that these characters would be doing this. And what's too bad about, it, and I think is sort of um, a misstep is that I think Dorn is pretty good here. He has mm. the, um, his comedy is really good at this point where O'Brien walks in with the wine. He says, not again <laughs> with the thing because they repeated the getting drunk from the other uh, first two episodes of the season. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. good there. He's good intimidating. It's, I like the little beat of when he's holding Bashir, Bashir tries to squirm himself free and he can't Worf just overpowers him and holds him there. I really like that moment. The other thing that like, um, it's a small thing, but I'm not sure Worf has ever said the name Quark. He calls him Ferengi and Ferengi bartender huh. all the time, which is a really, which is a really neat touch that I kind of like, yeah. and I noticed it here. But um, they they just did that character like they they've drawn him up very well, and to bring him into this Dax situation where I can't find a good argument for keeping Dax around. She seems to be a fairly bad counselor for the first for one thing um, because Garrick basically explains himself to her, and she doesn't really do anything for him, and. Cisco wants to keep her around just because he's sort of used to this. He's like, "Hey, cool, another. I've I met three Daxes in my lifetime. Like, what a what a unique thing for me." And it just doesn't you know doesn't sit right with me. You know what would have been cool and would have been a, a, a way that I think would be more acceptable to keep her around if the trail was damaged somehow, so her memories were not completely clear. You know, like if there was if there was room for there was some wiggle room there as far as like what she was present. And I mean, I guess this is just an, a backwards a roundabout way of me getting to the thing I said before, where the 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 symbiote memory uh, is um, not just clear, clear memories, but having have the symbiote be, be damaged or something that yeah. would, uh you know, so you would you could have that thing where people are coming up to her and being like, "Oh, Dax, oh, this is weird," and she's like, "I don't really know who you are. I have a vague impression of it, but yeah. I don't really, you know, something like that." I think would give you a little more wiggle room for this character where it can still be Dax, but there's like it's essentially Dax with symbiote brain damage. I guess. Well, I, I guess the the way that I think you could do it, this is kind of the same thing, but it's a little bit different. Is that the the symbionts, because they're so long lived, are used to this kind of situation, and the the emotional response is purely a host response to things. Mm-hmm. So the symbiote should be sort of cool and collected, and that would argue against the fact that Worf didn't fall in love with Dax; he fell in love with Jedzia at that point. Mm-hmm. However, it all just comes down to the fact that we don't know what the trill are. It, it's too hard to tell right. whether or not this is actually a thing. Or not, and if you're just going to say like, well, it's all very confused because they're mixed up together, and who can tell where the host starts and the the, the symbiont starts? That's not very good for a story issue because you just can't latch on to whatever they're trying to talk about. And you know, as as interesting as the Wharf and Dax thing uh, that they pit against each other here, it just comes down to the fact that Esri is too confused about what she's doing to Worf for it to make sense to me in terms of the symbiont knowing what it's doing. And it just feels like it's an artificial way to keep her around. 
in a way that is particularly unflattering to Worf. And it feels like they just they want to get the story out of the way, which is really mm-hmm. unfortunate because I loved Worf and Dax as a Star Trek couple. They're my favorite yeah. Star Trek couple. So yeah. to see it end like this is a little bit frustrating. You know, I um, I was always surprised, as much as I did like Worf and Dax, and I thought that was a great pairing, I was surprised that they never went sort of the the uh, the Highlander route with it, where Dax was, was a little bit more um, apprehensive to get into like a long-term relationship because, you know, to do that thing where it's like, Worf, I love you, but you have to understand you're going to die. And I'm going to remember you for hundreds of years. And, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of thing where it's – and I was I was always kind of surprised they never did that because it feels tailor-made for that. And now they've kind of like done the inverse of that where it's like she is dead but technically not dead. And he remembers her but it's not the same person. So that it's – it's yeah, it's, it's a really interesting um, abstract thing that they're playing with that they – it feels like they – just don't have the capacity to really get into it at this point, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's tough to wrap your hands around it, right? Yeah. That, that's kind of the problem, and I wonder if that's the... Like, I, I like so many moments of the episode, and I feel that the show is good at getting these character moments. Uh, Echeverria wrote the script. He's always very good with character things, and I think that all the characters work out well here. And I even intellectually sort of understand what they're trying to do. I think that they misfocus a lot of it and they don't spend the appropriate amount of time on the things that matter. But just to to have it land so dull for me at the very end, it just left me wondering whether or not this was the right thing to do in the first place or if it's just because it's so confusing, you can't latch on to the emotionality of the moment in it. Yeah. You know, it also would have been nice to have the symbiote you know, let's, you know, I know it's the same, it's the same person, but let's for, let's just for the sake of argument say the symbiote, the symbiote address Worf about Jedzia in some way, you know, like, so, so in that scene where they're hashing it out or whatever, have her say like, have as, uh, Esri say, Jedzia was a great person and she loved you very much, but unf- she, you know, like something like that where it's the symbiote. It's obviously it's a very past clearly- tense. Yeah, it's a past What's tense. That? It's a past tense. The symbiote is speaking in the past tense because yeah, it's moved exactly. On. Yeah. yeah, so the, so the, it's the symbiote addressing Worf about Jedzia, and it's not this weird gray thing where it's like, well, I'm technically the same person. You know, just even you you can draw that line for that moment because this thing is so amorphous. You can draw that line for that moment and that emotional beat. Where you can, you really could have tied that story off pretty well, and yeah, and uh, and added some uh, closure to it in a way that is not really they don't really earn here. I feel I feel there's a lot of poetry that they don't go with. Like you know, the the yeah. symbiote needs to be treated a little bit bit more symbolic than it actually is. I think for it to be effective, where it's a in your case, if the symbiote is speaking, saying like Jed Z is dead, this is the new state of things. It, there's a lot of room there for some sort of commentary on like memory and being unable to let things go, even though you, it's like. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm basically what I'm thinking is the scene that she had with with Bashir. She should have had that scene with Worf, mm-hmm. where she's holding Bashir's hand and saying like, "If Jedzia, if it hadn't been War, Worf, Jedzia would have loved you or whatever." It's like, no, he doesn't get that scene. Worf gets that scene, right? You know, uh, talking about her in the third person that way. That's that 100 percent should be Worf's scene. Yeah, the the Ezri take should just be I'm not in love with you, but you made Jedzia very happy, and that yeah, sort of that no. sort of lives inside of me. And <coughs> excuse me, that's that's kind of what they do. But I just feel there's more there's more room to go into that about like the difficulty of letting go. And you'll see Jedzia everywhere, and it's not just me. It's like even if I wasn't here, you'd think you'd be seeing Jedzia in in people's faces and things like that. I'm yeah, just this yeah. embodiment of it, but you have to get past it and. I think that's a little bit more fair to Worf because that it maybe accelerates his grieving process unfairly, I think, which mm-hmm. is not really necessary and I don't think it's fair to do. But it at least turns it around into more of a Worf is dealing with his problems because I, I think you have to focus the issue on Worf's perspective because the Ezri character is just kind of a – um. She's not really a character at this point. She she should operate more as a like mirror, for lack of a better word. She should be the thing that they're looking at to see how things have changed. And it should be, yeah. from Worf's point of view, this is how things are affecting him, and this is how he needs to move on, which they I don't think they give him time because his 
shift from I don't like this to I'm okay with this happens a, a bit too fast for my liking, I think. Yeah, like it, he yeah. just kind of comes in as like, I'm cool with this now. Cheers. I'll see you later. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So quick aside, has nothing to do with that. Sure. Uh, why do they need Garrick to make them costumes for the holodeck? It's a good question. Why don't they just uh, just holodeck themselves some costumes? They've never done that in any series, though, which they, is kind of weird. They always are walking into the holodeck or coming out of the holodeck in costume. So I, I, I assume that means that the costumes themselves are not holodeck created. No, they have to but, own them. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I assume that you have replicators you can do that with. That's true. I or mean, maybe his, not. Maybe Garrick is making holodeck costumes for everybody. He's his tailor shop is a holodeck. Is that what he's saying? He's just making <laughs> costumes out there, selling the things. Yeah, I, I um, it's always been a weird. I always, I always felt there was a metaphor that I wasn't understanding there about him being a tailor. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. because he's stitching things together or there's some kind of thing, but it, it's a job that would seem like it screams to be. This is an undercover cop out here with yeah. this ridiculous yes. job. Yeah, not. Not crazy about the Garrick thing. Uh, why? I guess we just finished with like, why? What is Cisco getting out of this? I guess. Do you see anything yeah. deeper there? No, I mean, not really. I mean, it's. Uh... It all feels very. It all feels sort of stock to me. His thing yeah. where, he, where he chews her out felt kind of like, it's like, yeah, this is supposed to happen, but I don't know if this is really right, where he's like, you're not fit to wear that uniform, goddammit, she goes out and cries in the hallway. It, it it felt like it's that's the kind of beat that you need in a script like this, except I didn't feel like it went there for any particular reason other than it has to get to that point. I feel that way a lot about the whole script, I think. I feel like what's missing there is she has to come back or there has to be an interaction with them that feels more like the old Dax. Um, oh, I was going the opposite. I, w- I would think that you'd strengthen this by Cisco having a tough time relating to the new Dax. Oh, you could do that too. But I, uh, but you know, I, it was what, what I mean is like uh, when Dax started to get really good was when she became like the sounding board off of, off of Cisco and he always treated it as though he was talking to the symbiote, not to the person. Which right, I'm which strengthens the, the symbiote argument, I think, because yeah, yeah. I guess you. I guess the argument would be is the the personality just the collection of memories at that point, or is it the symbiote doing stuff? Like you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. you know, like if it's if it's if it is to be as uh, if it's if it is as much of a personality or or total mind shift as that seems to be in some some spaces when cisco gets in her face she should be like ben back the fuck off right yeah. you know like you know i we've been through x y and z and you know that blah 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 and i've been you know i've done this blah 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 blah. you have no right to talk to me but you know that kind of thing um but they don't do that they just have her kind of like cower behind the fact that she can't handle all these people inside of her yeah uh that's what phrasing no? Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think they could have handled it. You know, it's just, I think overall it's like it's a weird missed opportunity um, to to get into some stuff uh, that they probably could have dealt with if this wasn't going to be her last time on the show. Right. They probably could have stretched it out and gotten into it as they go. But, again, it's a thing that feels like it's not, it's not good for a, a final season to do this. Right. That that's my that's my concern. To to insert yeah, I'm, her I'm with you. I'm with you. They should have it sh- I actually thought the way that they were going is I thought she was going to leave at the end. Yeah. Um and I think they probably should have done that. I'd agree. I it, it feels just um it's unfortunate to happen in the final season because it feels like you're inserting this character who just has to fill a space that way and they did it yeah, the yeah. the easiest way possible. So Ezri gets the short end of the stick, I think, as well, because she doesn't have time to really develop as a character. I think there are three Esri episodes in this season. And the the the, the way that I would have symbolically seen this uh, before we call this a day is the new Dax is different from Jedzia. And I think that that's a important way to approach it because it kind of shows that Worf is unable to let go, even though it's this new thing that's coming on. And Cisco, you could have difficulty relating to the new Dax. 
The problem is the handoff from Curzon to Jadzia was so seamless that they can't do that without it not making sense. You know, so mm. they've they've proven through the Curzon to Dax thing that the personality remains mostly the same and it just passes on to a new host. Yeah. And if you want to go in a more interesting way, that that ties into the problem of Dax wasn't well defined in the early season because they thought that was enough. But if you want to go in like a interesting writer direction with it, there has to be something wrong about that transfer. There has to be something that changes you fundamentally, even though it's the same quote unquote person, something has changed so drastically that you can no longer relate to them anymore. Yeah. I think, I think where they try to cover that a little bit, and I think it's just sort of a a hand waving away to kind of, instead of actually getting into it is when they talk about how she like didn't complete the training or something to be a, a host or whatever. Yep. Um, I think that's supposed to be the, uh, the quote unquote techno babble excuse as to why she's dealing with this so poorly, mm, uh, or at yeah. least less than great. Um, and why Dax was such a smooth hand or Jedzio was such a smooth handoff. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. So. Uh, but you know, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, that's not, I, I don't find that really that satisfactory. I, I wish they had, they had delved into it a little bit more. Yeah. Let's take a break. We're going to play an audio clip. Me and Clay will come back. We'll read some patron thoughts and give our final thoughts about After Image. I am not certain that I have treated you the way that Jadzia would have wanted. You'll get no argument from me there. I loved her with all my heart. And she loved you. Part of me is glad to know that she is not gone forever. But in some ways, it would be easier if she were. I know. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. If you want to support the show um, uh, some more, you can go to patreon.com slash the Penske file. A couple dollars a month gets you extra stuff. And as always, our Captain Tier supporters get a shout out. Special thanks go to Andrew Cherlog, Ben Douglas, Captain Quark, Cardinal Doomsday, Christian Pouch, David Kay, Dwayne Hackett, Eric Johnson. I see unicorns, Yarpy, Joint Mango, Kevin Reyes, Kyle Barrett, Matt Cutler, Matt Ross, Mike Burnett, Nathan Elliott, Neil Brennan, Nick Sergi, Robert Cummins, Russell Elledge, Samuel Custer, Grim Santo, Sean Spinobi, Tark Latif, Vault 13 Hero, and Will Yates. Thank you very much, guys, for supporting the show. Thank you for listening, of course. And now we'll go to Patreon comments. If you're a patron of the show at patreon.com slash the Penske file, leave your thoughts about upcoming episodes and we read them on the show. I have to apologize. Uh, I was talking to you about this before we started, Clay. I missed a couple comments last time um, for af- not after image for shadows and symbols and the image in the sand. Um, I think people put images in the sand and it screwed up my Control F search. So if I missed your comment, I apologize, but that's why it's because I use Control F to find the things. And if there's a um, difference in the title name, it doesn't pop up. So apologies, but let's move on to the next one. And I guess I'll. Uh, catch up with your comments in the future version so sorry about that where's the that's not the one where's one number one norman buckwald says after image <laughs> excuse me may turn out to be the strongest of the three esri centered episodes as it does a decent introduction of her character and the awkwardness of all the characters on the station who knew jedzia unlike cisco who also knew curzon i just wanted to smack war for how he was treating esri he should at least remember esri has both jedzia's memories which can include her feelings as for Ezri as a counselor, I remember back in the day, many mocked her for being a bad counselor, but you have to remember she was early in her career in Starfleet, including uh, including being in that role and having her work with Garrick, of all people, was just golden. Given that this episode could be, given all that, this episode could be a bit stronger. You can tell Nicole DeBoer was new in her role, and it shows it's a week three out of five. I see a lot of um people... I saw uh, Norman mentioned here, and I read a couple like quote unquote professional reviews um, who thought Worf was acting inappropriately, and I strongly disagree with that. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, inappropriate. Well, I mean, <laughs> as appropriate as you can act, given the circumstances, I suppose. But like, what what did they want? No, I think he. I think he holds himself together quite well, especially for Worf, who is not that kind of character, really. But I. I think people want him to forgive her more easily than that, but it's like that's not that doesn't strike me as realistic for anyone, let alone a Klingon, you know? Um Yeah. And I mean like forgive is a weird word to use, you know. I don't know if, if it's necessarily forgiveness or just to move on and accept the situation, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean just, obviously obviously it's not her fault 
or anything. You know, it's right. just the way that the card shook out. But yeah, I, I think it's I think it's fine. That that's the main the main problem I have with Ezri is that Ezri seems to not understand how much pain she's putting Worf through, which yeah. is interesting. For and that ties into her lack of training. But it, it seems to me that's like a fundamental human empathy thing. Like, why do you need to be trained to realize that this is a bad idea to go hanging out with right. your Zam Nuclear Wessel says, I know a lot of people are impatient with season seven's Ezri Zodes, but while they're not the best of the season, her new dynamic makes them better filler than the quote, we're all out here, we're we're all out of good ideas, end quote, episodes that so marred season six. <laughs> Dwayne Hackett says, a great introduction to Ezri, although not the strongest episode. It was well put together. Bell had uh Bell had her work cut out or Bear had her work cut out for her. She was acting I think it means DeBoer. DeBoer had her work cut out for her. She is acting against the cast and the crew who had worked together for years, yet it didn't feel like she was out of place. This is a testament to her acting and character writing, even though Robinson giving her a run for the money. The idea for her to stumble with her past selves was brilliant and probably helped the audience sympathize to the character as it made her appear more vulnerable. Overall, her formal introduction was handled well in this episode. And yes, O'Brien, they were far too close. Four out of five. I like the... um. End of this episode where everyone's at the party and saying like hello to Ezri and all the couples are coming up and Bashir and O'Brien come up basically <laughs> holding hands and then walk <laughs> off at the end. Uh, very strange. <coughs> Excuse me. The reading's making my coughing act up for some reason. Mm-hmm. Four out of five from Dwayne Hackett for After Image. Matt Ross says, The formal introduction of Ezri showing the awkwardness of all the characters and the troubles with Worf, Jadzia, Bashir, Quark. Worf is back to his miserable self, which is understandable. Interesting as... To the trepidation of letting in a new character, I don't buy the idea that she'd be a good counselor. She's way too unsure of herself. And again, we have the same issue as to the symbiont. Is it a USB drive or a character? Isn't the person the driver and you now you can't take the slug out of it? After all those times, you could. Are Worf, Bashir, Quark attracted to the person or to the slug? Well, at least Star Trek is consistent in its lack of consistency on these matters. <laughs> Esri, DeBoer, Esri by DeBoer was acted sincerely. Cisco is solid as always. The line that she needs a counselor echoing the belief that psychiatrists need psychiatrists themselves was cute. Garrick's anxiety felt genuine as well as his difficulty in dealing with the fact that he's essentially harming his own kind was well conveyed. <coughs> Excuse me. What I can't stand is that Odo seems to now be transformed to a hanger-on, a whipped version of his prior self. Hey guys, what costumes can I wear? Shut up. His schmoopiness with Kira at the end makes me gag. Hal Barrett. I hope I hope she she um <clears throat> implements a dress code that you have to wear uh, club casual to come see her. That's right. <laughs> All black. <coughs> Excuse me. What, what is happening with this cold? So you know that actually makes me think of something kind of interesting. Sure. Do you feel? that there are any parallels here to what they were doing with the Doctor on Discovery? Because it seems to be sort of in the same ballpark, right? Um, Sort of. The Doctor on Discovery doesn't... I guess he's infected by the spores at that point. Um, yeah, he's like been he's been recreated by the spores and is, is now like a completely new being, but still has the memories of... Of right, the old but doctor, and, he's, uh, and he's the same. Stamets is trying to get back with him, and he's like, "I'm a different person now." You can I, tell because I'm not wearing a tie. Yeah, I, I guess that's the that highlights the discovery weakness because I don't know why he would be a different person in that case. Yeah, well, we don't have to relitigate that. I think we went on for a while about that, <laughs> but I, I think that that's um that. Uh, that sort of highlights the difference between the series. I, I don't think either works particularly well, but the discovery thing was built on the idea that you just have to accept that he is now a different person when I don't really understand fundamentally why he would be different. At least Jadzia yeah. or Ezri is making the argument that you're you're supposedly this mix of these two things and you're a totally new product by the end of it, but the mm. mushroom recreation doesn't seem like it should be any different. I don't know. Kyle Barrett says... After Image, an obligatory episode that has the tough task of introducing Ezri to the crew. It's a fairly unspectacular installment, but one that succeeds at what it's trying to do. The new Dax is instantly likable, and her vacillating could easily make her annoying, but a good script and a great performance make her quite the opposite. I like Warfare, too. He's usually played for laughs now, but here he's a genuinely imposing figure. A trill is a cool idea for a counselor, although I'm not sure how good Ezri is at this point, because she just seems to stand there doing nothing as Garrick shouts his problems at her. Overall, a solid episode that does the job it was supposed to do. Last comment. Samuel S. 
My takeaway from this episode is that Ezri is fine, I guess. Still, <laughs> I think the situation in which she's paired with Garrick is a great way to contrast her character with Jadzia's, which honestly is the only thing the show really has time to do with her in the last season. Three out of five. Thank you very much, patrons, for leaving your thoughts. Thank you for supporting the show. Clay, what are you going to give this one on your scale of one to five? Hmm. I think I'm going to go with a three. Like you said, I think it's the definition of a three, but it's like barely hanging on as a three, I think. Because yeah. I think it's a big missed opportunity um, to really get into some, you know, heady, weird shit. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not the... the uh, it's neither the continuation nor the, the uh, conclusion of the Dax story that the character really deserved, I mm. think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to go with a, 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 a low three. I'll give it a low three as well. Uh, it's just a three, I guess, for me on my scale. But yeah, it's definitely... It's kind of a frustrating one for me. I wish it had been done better. Um, I I really think that the Dax character doesn't belong in the show fundamentally anymore mm-hmm. at this point, and I thought that you could make a statement about that by having her leave. I know that that's kind of unfair to judge it because of the way that the show was done back in the 90s. This character is just going to replace her and be around. But if that's the case, I think you needed to strengthen your argument as to why she is able to stay beyond just Worf accepting it. Like, I think that there needs to be some sort of exploration of what the Trill are that would enable Worf to think of her as totally different in a way that I I feel like he's just more accepting of the fact that this is different at the end than really... um, like feeling that, I guess that that's mm-hmm. kind of a weird thing to describe it, but I, I don't feel like Worf comes to terms with it so much as he's just kind of forced to accept it at the end. And I think that's the weakness for it. If, if Dax is going to stick around, I think you need to do a better job of explaining why this character would stick around and why it would make sense that she would do so. Yeah. I mean, it would actually even be kind of like interesting if they had gone a different way with it, where she didn't want to stick around, but for some reason the symbiote wanted to stay, you know, yeah, yeah. like if it was that she was drawn back there for some reason, like, Oh, it's against all protocol for me to come back here because the symbiote, blah, 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 continuing lives or whatever. But the, uh, the symbiote had learned something when Jedzia was killed uh, by the yeah, prophets exactly. or something, you yeah. know, and that, that you could, you know, with a similar idea about that brain damaged symbiote thing I'm talking about where it's like, there's something drawing me back here. Um, it knew some, I mean, obviously we're, we're, rewriting a good chunk of this story on the fly so it obviously doesn't work but yeah it's it's just not satisfying the way it came out though yeah, like you you, yeah. you need something else there to build your interest into why this character would hang out on the station yeah i mean it, it could have even been something as simple as saying like you know as as Ezra, i can tell you i i don't want to be here i think this is too hard you know it's unfair to all of you to be here but dax wants to be here there's some sort of unfinished business here, whether or not it's personal or, or uh, military in nature. There's, there's a reason. I'm here for a reason, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. No, Which at least gives you an out to either like don't address it at all or gives you something you can do down the line if you wanted to come back and be like, oh, well, you know, what it was was that when she was blasted by the Paw Wraith, she saw the vision of what was going to happen. I don't know, some bullshit <laughs> yeah. like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. All right, I'm going to give it a three. Clay will give it a three. That's it. We're done. Thank you for listening. You can follow all the social media links down below, Facebook, Twitter, Discord. You can go to patreon.com slash the Penske file if you want to support the show there uh, financially. Much appreciated. I think that's pretty much it. We're going to be back with another episode. It's Take Me Out to the Hollow Suites, I think, which is a baseball-themed episode, Clay, um, mm. which is actually... Uh, it's. I'll say it now. I think it's better than that sounds. So we'll see what your reaction to it is uh, in a couple of days. Do you have anything you want to plug before we head off? Uh, yeah. If we get up to nine hundred dollars, I will watch this baseball episode. <laughs> what well, time is of the essence, people? Act quickly. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Well, hopefully my cold will be better by the time that we roll around with uh, take me out to the hollow suite. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a Penske file podcast without at least one of us stopping to hack up a lung every couple minutes. So. And I, I apologize, but if anyone it's wants kind of to edit brand, these and, and cut the coughs out, feel free to do that, but I, I'm not going to do that. So these coughs remain. Hopefully they're not too upsetting to everybody, but I don't know. There's only so much you can do. There's only so many hours in the day, and there's only one lifetime that we have to live as opposed to a trill. If I was a trill, I would cut out all these coughs and not feel bad trills, about 
Trills have the best podcasts. Their editing is just <laughs> spectacular. You know that uh, – you ever listen to like Radio Lab where they do that thing where they just take five different people talking at the same time and like cut it up word by word? Yes. And so I, I fucking hate that so much. Uh, but those are those are edited by Trills. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> they just pass the job on to the next person. You can't mm-hmm. even escape uh, your labor and death with the Trill, unfortunately. If you were a, if you were a trill and you joined up to be a Scientologist, you would be screwed because you have when you become a Scientologist, you have a isn't it like a a billion year contract? To, yeah, yeah, you so can't any, get out of it. Yeah, after you're reincarnated, you you are still in service of Sea Org. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe maybe Starfleet is actually Sea Org. You know, extrapolated it out, and we didn't even see this coming, guys. <laughs> um and so she's bound she's bound by her billion year contract to come back to Deep Space Nine. I feel like there's a is there a movie or something that's based on this idea where the the new reborn trill, but it wouldn't be a trill in whatever case, can't tell its old family about what it is? That's kind of a Highlander conceit, I guess, right? Um Sort of, yeah. Yeah. I that's I guess I guess the trill kind of are similar to the Highlanders there. I guess except that they go around telling everybody that that's what well, they do. Well, they're the most. They're really the most similar to the Doctor from Doctor Who because the, the Doctor every time he dies he regenerates into a new person, mm. a completely new person who still has all the memories and experiences of the previous persons, except they are not. You know, they depending on how they write it, it's it varies from I know everything to. You know, it's there, but you know, it's only kind of there in the periphery. Yeah, yeah. If you were, uh, if you were a trill, what's the first thing you would do in your new body? Uh, find find someone from my personal life who I really wanted to punch in the back of the head, but couldn't, and then punch them in the back <laughs> of the head because they wouldn't, they wouldn't know who I was, and then I would run. Oh my goodness! I'll have to think about it. I'll come up with an episode before an answer for the Hollow Suite, but. That's it for the uh, Ezri Dax episode After Image. Guys, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time.